Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome everybody. It's a joy to have you back with us this week and we're going to, to excuse the pun, dive into the element of water. And Vivi, it's great to have you here. Hi, everybody. Good to be back, Rosalind. <laughs> um, so we're we moved from last by last week, the last two weeks from the element of Earth, sort of the archetype of Earth, the energy of Earth, and we're moving sort of to explore water and maybe what that means to us, how it shows up on the healing journey, how we can use it how it can inform us about who we are and how we interact with life even. And to you, when you think of water, what would be, what would spring to mind? I just feel like yeah. there's loads of puns going to come out of my mouth this, for this episode accidentally, everybody. Okay. So apologies. <laughs> oh yeah. Very watery, right? <laughs> yeah. There are just so many, you know, qualities um, that come to mind about water, but you know, the the sort of first one, the most obvious one to me is that idea of fluidity, especially when we contrast it against, you know, uh, the earth element that we covered the last two episodes. So with this fluidity, there's, there's all of a sudden a sense of movement, you know, um, to some extent, regular movement. If you think of how, how water travels, if there are no boundaries, um, everywhere, it stays close to the earth, it goes down and everywhere and spreading out. And so, and there is this, if you think of, of that fluidity in our own lives, you know, it's this first of like right away into the emotional body, how our beingness is constantly changing. There are ebbs and flows. There's sometimes tidal waves and then the little poolings of ideas and thoughts and emotions. And it, so much about the water element is for me about <clears throat> coming into the moment, you know, being really, really present. I think water can become very overwhelming as an element if I try to if I'm not present if I try to look at everything you know that's potentially out there the past future but if I come into the moment there's there's only a certain expression of water of that fluidity that I am invited to deal with and so to to bring it from the earth element into the waters and in terms of thinking and creation there is this 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 trust in the moment that what shows up in front of me is exactly what needs to show up and the invitation mm. is really to engage with that moment and trust that the way we engage with that moment is is exactly what's called for mm. you know yeah yeah so it really is like yeah it'd be same it'd be fluid and for for me also, it is that, you know, if you think of the earth, if we're chatting the last time was sort of that, sort of the being held, the being supported, that structure, sort of the container that way. And then the water is sort of what's in it like. And to me, it's so much about, you know, the, the fluidity leads to the flow, but then the understanding of whose flow am I in? Is it really my own flow or is it, you know, my family's flow that I think I should, I know I should be in because like, that's what they've always done. Society's flow, or is it my own rhythm? Like, do you know, my own flow of life? So I'd see it sort of connected to that there as well. Like, so like if, I, if I'm meeting certain restrictions or she said like, but the boundaries are needed, sort of that can sometimes be the holder 
that allow the water to really be channeled in down through the land. Or it can be the thing like the dam that actually restricts it from actually having its natural flow. Like, So in life too, it can be like, you know, am I in my own flow? Are the structures that are holding me mine? Do they feel really secure? Or am I the one putting the roadblocks in my own way to stop this flow of my life force through me, through my expression in the world and how I engage with the world like and those and like when we speak in those terms like the beauty is when you speak sort of you know about dams about structures we get to choose it like it allows us to maybe see our life in a different way rather than just automatically thinking about oh the block is xyz it can only be this one it allows us maybe to sit and go okay if i am in my little boat now in the water or i'm just free flowing down the water with no little boat you know to me what are those things that i'm hitting against do you know, like, and then what do I feel is holding me? Like, or do I maybe just feel like I am actually all over the place? Yeah, mm. I think those, those, those structures, this, this way of holding ourselves are so important <clears throat> because the deeper we want to go into, into sort of this water element, this flow, this letting it all go, it requires some sort of container. So there's this quality between context and then the detail what's in the moment, right? Um, and, in terms of having healthy, a healthy container, healthy boundaries is then actually allowing us to go, to let really go when we're in the flow. So really looking at, at our life and, and okay, what are the structures and are this, the structures, are they supporting me? Are they holding me? Are they allowing me to let go in this other way? Because I think the concept of just go with the flow, um, can also be, you know, no boundaries, no structures. Um, of course, on some level, on, 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 a, on subtlety, on a very higher frequency, if you want to use that word, um, there is that idea of boundlessness, right? But as we navigate this material plane, as we kind of bring it down into this manifestation, um, there, there is a requirement in the physical world where we contain ourselves, like we contain ourselves in our physical body in, in, in that way, but to have certain structures, certain way of dealing with something, certain ways of processing our emotions, you know, that they can be structures as well. So if I'm going deep into, into the flow, into the, my emotionality, um, and want to investigate what's there for me, um, what are the, processes with which I do that so it doesn't overwhelm me and it doesn't stall me and it doesn't block me you know um because this other response oftentimes to go with the flow is wide wide open if it's not supported and in some way contained um because you can contain in a <clears throat> excuse me in a, in a wide riverbed yeah. as well I mean, the ocean is massive and yet it is contained yeah. in a way. So it's, you know, we don't need to, when we think about containment, we don't have to think about this tiny little river mm. stream. And also that can be potential and, and, and channeling energy just faster. But we can choose in the way which we want to be contained. And so if we go really boundless, go with the flow, there's almost a disengagement with life. And as a result, our nervous system actually subconsciously for us builds these very tiny boundaries. So there's this shrinking in the body. You can see in the body where we, instead of being really flowy, we're quite strict actually in, in certain ways, you know, maybe our inner language. So there's always, when it comes to water, there's always this polarity. Water is always looking to be held in some type of way. And if we can work with that, and I think that's also where we started with earth, right? Because so much about the earth element is giving a container towards mm -hmm. the water. So if we look at all our structures, 
then we can allow to really harness um, the power that's in, in the water element as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because it holds like great power. Like, you know, to me, the water, when I think of water, I think like, you know, we sometimes forget how much of us is made of water. That way, so mm-hmm. like my physical body holds a lot of water. My earth energy holds a lot of water. And then what does that water then do within my system? Do you know, like, and even if you think then, like, you know, we, we might think automatically we think of, you know, it's our sweat, it's our, you know, blood, sweat, tears. They're all to me, you know, the water element, like, and all those things, we depend on how we view them. We're like, oh, you're not allowed to cry. You shouldn't cry. You have to hold it all in. That way, you know, like, what does blood mean to me? Like, the, like you know, in relationship to my ancestry, my lineage, what my legacy, but also like, you know, what it holds within my system, you know, and then the sweat, like, how do I engage with life like you know Mm -hmm. do I pump push force like water that we tear like you know go in or can I be sort of in the dance with it like and you know so so to me it's those elements that hold so much power within us that we have it and we were held in water you know in the womb space to me like the water is the sacral if you think of chakra system we were held in it and we were nourished and nurtured by it like so if you, I always just like sort of when I'm guiding people, I'm like, you know, just imagine yourself, you know, if you're not petrified of water, but imagine yourself being held and floating on the water, you know, so it's supporting you. And it's a different kind of support mm-hmm. versus the earth. But it's this buoyancy, like, you know, asking, oh, you know, I, the earth holds me and it's, you know, I can feel that solidity. But when water holds me, it's nothing like that. You're like almost free, like, you know, because there's you're being held, you're being uplifted. But you feel like you're floating on nothing at the same time. You know, like that little sort of like dead man's float, I think it's called, in the swimming pool, like, or in the ocean. Yeah, gravity to some extent is alleviated, right? Yeah. It's just being held also, if you think of the earth, we think of lying on the earth, you know, so it's the support from beneath. Yeah. Whereas if we think of water and being immersed in water, it's being held from all sides um, with mm. a, a less tense grip, I suppose. You know, there's this difference in density between earth and, yeah. and, and water as well. But even if you think about, you know, a still pond and if you're just doing, you know, you're just floating on the surface or even diving underneath and just experience that full immersion, water always bubbles it you know it's always even a still pond there's this shifting and the stability in water comes through the ability to to constantly move whereas if you think of the stability that comes through earth that is more of of a fixity there is this i can rely on it i it's there today it's probably going to be there next week next year if i want to this is something that i can build upon whereas water brings us the stability in in the moment and it's if i think of the physical body the difference as well it's like if i think of the the water element i'm thinking way more of um the tensegrity model in the in the body this idea that you know you can look at the body in so many ways. Earth-wise would be like we're standing on a skeleton and the skeleton is what holds us up. I mean, we look from through the angle of the water element, there is this tensegrity. You know, if you think a big marquee or a tent where you have all these tent poles, but the, the the healthy tension comes through the fabric, 
you know, and and how the fabric moves. So all the muscles in the body, but also like, is there a flow? Is there communication between your musculature or is mm-hmm. everything so isolated? So if you, if you micromanage and training one area of the body, we're very much in that earth element, you know, training your bicep or training, you know, the, the shoulder girdle muscles. So how they, you know, fix the scapula on your, on your back. If we look at a practice from, from a water element, there is this idea of, you know, can I sense what I'm doing in my right hand? Can I sense how that affects and ripples through the body in my left foot, for example? You know, there's this idea that everything is connected. And I think that's what water does as well. Water connects. Um, it connects and it can carry a current. It can carry a life force, if you will. And you can see that when we do the embodiment practice and, you know, to, to, to practice in a way that is not so mechanical, but where we use the postures to create an environment where life force is literally flowing through all aspects mm. of us. Um, so there's a different way of relating to that sense of stability through the water element that is way more fluid, way more changing, and it's in a way less predictable. And then hence mm. it calls you for, you know, not thinking about how it shows up tomorrow, but what is present right now. So it's it's such a beautiful element as well to come into the present moment. Mm. Yeah, we think like of water in terms of our emotions. One minute we can be feeling really calm, and then mm-hmm. it just takes one little thing, and you could be feeling anxious, you could be feeling angry, you could be feeling frustrated, you could be feeling joyful, blissful. You know, just it's it's so quick and it moves constantly. Mm-hmm. Like just, and we might not even see that movement. We're like, how did I end up here? Like, do you know? And it's the same with water when we're watching it. We can't go, oh, there's that. You know there's that bead of water and now it's moving down here and I can find it again. We, mm-hmm. we can't distinguish it because it's all just moving together and flowing together. And it's the same. We're, we're like the same because we have a multitude of those emotions moving through us at the one time. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, so we can be holding primarily one, but it could be held in or beneath it three or four or even 400 other emotions like but there might be a core one floating to the surface like and it's the same if we think of the water flowing through if water doesn't flow what happens it gets stagnant like you know we get begin to see maybe the like if you think of a river or even the ocean or we just look outside like look at our oceans like the stuff begins to gather up all the stuff gets stuck in the corners or gets trapped somewhere like so it's the same with us then internally like you know if our water isn't flowing or that element and whatever way we look at it isn't flowing it will get stagnant like Mm. Mm. so we're looking for it to move that's all it wants to do yeah and i think it's it's when we talk about them being archetypes or invitations of finding finding a way of beingness, you know, if these elements are teachers to us. So what is the earth teaching us? What is the water teaching us? You know, how do we find stability in a different ways? How can I be still and stable and at the same time being present and open to what's changing within this current moment? Mm. So there is this constant feeding back and back and forth. And on a practical level, if you look at a yoga practice as well, like, you know, earth, uh, I would associate the earth element way more with a, um, an alignment based practice. You know, you go into one posture, you really refine the structure of that posture. You stay with it and you keep mm. internally refining it. If you think of water, it's a totally physically, totally different expression. It requires the movement. It requires the, the slushing. You know, it's this yeah. washing out, moving things around. So there is a, a changing up and 
if you think about you know a glass of water when it sits for a while how sediments just sink sink down right and that's mm -hmm. also a sort of a quality within us when we get when we're resisting that change there is something within us that gets a little stale it's like you know I like to think of it almost like our soul is like getting a little tired or is halfway mm -hmm. checking out because we don't really need to be present to that much if we create a life that is exactly the same day after day after day um and of course the other extreme is to have no boundaries and then you're totally exhausted because your your adrenals adrenals are just flowing over and you know you're just in this fear-based mm -hmm. state but to me that's where the elements are so potent because i can look at my life and go currently wh wh why am i not able to hold these emotions why i'm not able to go into them and i might realize that I haven't actually created structures for myself that allow me to do that. There's mm. too much going on. I've worked too much on creating different foundations. And as a result, I feel so fragile, so vulnerable that, you know, now going into these deep emotional states or, you know, water element carries also information. And so when we go into the water element, mm. there's a lot that we can dig up that we can then utilize. It's also yep. about our potential, right? But it's also about trauma that we hold. And so this, this interplay of, okay, like, I feel like I don't and can't go into there. It's like, okay, let's, can I, like, can I, how can I create a foundation, a container again? Hence then to go back in. So it's this back and forward, um, between, you know, stability and, and fluidity in our life that I think is so, so important to individualize the healing journey. Yeah, because there's no one size fits fits all. Like, because we all have elements of water and 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 earth in us, but how they need to express themselves through us is 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 completely different. And yeah. where something is stuck, what when somebody requires a little more stability, somebody else might require a little bit of fluidity. And so mm -hmm. there's this these generalized statements, you know, oh, just just everyone go with the flow, might not be you know, healthy for mm. everyone at every time. So working with the elements in that way, I think gives us the freedom and the potentiality to really step into our own power and acknowledge what's going on for me. And I make individualized, personalized adjustments along the healing mm. journey. Totally like that way because, because like if we've chatted about this in every podcast, like is mm -hmm. that we're all unique, we're all different. Like, and it's not like, oh, we all need 50% water or 20. If you take the four, we all need 25% of each element. And then we're the full hundred. Is that a hundred? Yeah, a full hundred percent. That would be because some of like, it's just like anything in life. We have maybe certain relationships with certain elements. I feel really comfortable, really good because it's easy and I know it, you know, like, and it comes easily to me and I can be in that space and I understand it, but I might only understand one part of that element. I might avoid the shadow side of it or I might stay in more in the shadow side than the, well, to use that aspect of the side that's more familiar to me, or I, I might not like that element, like, and therefore decide never to actually visit it or allow it to move through me like so it's all about coming into relationship with them and, and an understanding of oh if I did invite that in or if I grew that water element within me or if I realized there was nothing to fear in my emotions that way what would that look like or if I knew it's okay because we think water gives without water there's no life do you know, like unless certain plants will thrive and dry dry land like but the majority need water and we see it a lot in Ireland like we're like we get four days sunshine we're like oh well like you know the land needs a bit of water like we know it'll need to rain and then when it rains we're like oh look at that now you can see the green just go mm -hmm. everything just sort of spruces up a little bit or bounces out 
And it's the same with us. Like we need that water element sometimes to give life to things like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, but then we're maybe afraid of that, even those emotions that are moving through us that maybe allow us to bring more life to ourselves, like mm-hmm. to meet those parts. Like, so water can be, it's not about getting them all to move. It can just be even allowing it to hold those emotions for now like while I meet them and then they'll begin to move in their own time like maybe they just need to float there initially before they start moving further down the track like but it's so it's so important because it's it's, (coughs) it feeds us it nurtures us it teaches us that to have our needs met it's okay you know which is massive like to realize okay I'm allowed to actually receive I'm allowed to be nurtured to be nourished by the element of water, but also by life, by whatever I feel my needs are, to let my little roots drink it into the rest of my system or into my life. Mm. I think is like they're both yin elements, right? So they're both yeah. bringing in earth and water, bringing yeah. that that fertility, that quality of it. And when we look at the elements, then it's just a question of you know too dry or too you know too muddy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If there's too much water, it's just kind of, you know, it's just like a drag, everything. So when we take a look at the, the symbolism in mm-hmm. that way as well. Um, but yeah, this, this, what can be also really challenging about water is that we don't necessarily get to prepare for it. You know, it's those moments that just show up in our life. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the earth element, that's what you plan. That's what you anticipate. That's what sort of comes in regularly when it comes to water, because it's just, adjusting in such subtle way is that a pond is a pond but you know it's still the ripples are different mm. every day or we see it here as well when you look at the sea you know tides in tides in is not always tides in and out there's there's, yeah. there's nuances so you cannot prepare you know for like we learn to surf so you know you figure out like what part of the tide are you going to go surfing what time of the day you're going to go so you're going to figure out okay it's like right between the two you know tides in tides out and then you show up and it's just like, you know, there's nothing or there's these horrendously big waves that are way beyond our capacity. And you're like, but everyone said that would be the right time. And that was the right time just an hour before that, like yesterday. So it's supposedly should work, you know, yeah. but you can't, it's not that predictable. And then you just have to, you know, when we t- stay with that analogy of surfing, you just stay after, you know, within yourself and check in. Is this like, is it within my capacity to ride that wave, <laughs> you yeah. know? And if it is go out and, you know, it will be co- considerably different to yesterday. But also sometimes like you got to take a rain check. So yeah. it's this this quality that when you have your life planned out or you have your week planned out to make room for you just all of a sudden you were looking forward to that Thursday night with with your girls and Thursday lunchtime comes and you're like your energy falls out and you just go. I just don't, I love them, but I just don't feel like going out with them and to not feel guilty for that and to find a language around that where we can all find honesty to the, when we have these changes. Yeah. We always say change of mind, but it really to me, it's like it's, it's a more embodied change. It's like where the whole body goes like, no, I just can't do this. And so often we force ourselves then to, sh- you know, show up. And that's again, these structured where, where they get so, so tight. So finding a language for, for ourselves and as we communicate with each other you know, to give ourselves and each other permission to have that, that change of water, you know, where the tide's just different on that yeah. particular day and where we are, you know, not judging each other or ourselves when, when that happens. And I think 
finding a, an acknowledgement and language around that will do so much for our healing journey. You know, it, it takes off that, that burden of shame and guilt for even the most mundane moments. Like really, if you're tight with your girls, if you kind of cancel, like chances are they're not gonna, you know, <laughs> disown yeah. you as a friend. Well, hopefully, you know, if they do, it's another question. But like even for something like that, if it happens every week, then there's a different question to be asked. But it's this making room, you know, within the planning and in the Western world, we can get very plannery. We can get very organized have your five-year plan 10-year plan have your weekly plan on sunday make your schedule for the week and you know cook your food for the week and you know that food prepping and all and there's beauty to that but if we don't allow for the do you know what let's just ditch that and do that if we don't allow for those moments i think the the fertility of our life the of of, of life just to run through us and the excitement you know it's just been diminished because yeah. when we talk about emotionality, it's not always oh, the heavy emotion. Like what also makes room for the mm -hmm. excitement? You know, it's it's the joy, it's the bliss, it's the love that you're feeling. It's like it's all of those emotions too. So making room for that as well, I think, on a practical level in our day, mm. because those structures, all that planning, can be the thing that holds for the fluidity, for the flexibility, or it actually is the thing that stagnates. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like, and only we will know that depending on ourselves. Like, do you know, like, is it, oh, I plan because I need to be in control. Like, do you know, I need it all regimented out because every minute, five minutes needs to be accounted for on my diary, on my little Google planner sort of thing. Like, or do I leave space for life to come in and meet me mm. and for me then to go out and dance with that there, like, mm. and to be, to be flexible with it, like. So even when I teach, I'm like, yeah, we have our structure, our A, B, C, Ds. But the idea is eventually with the structure or within the structure, I will be flexible. That way I will be fluid with my practice. Mm -hmm. So in a year's time or 10 years time that, yes, I can go back to my ABCs if my brain needs that there. But I'm pure in like the fluidity, the flexibility of it, because that allows me a different taste of working with spirit like. And in a sense, we we are contained within this, but we're not really contained within this at the same time when we experience that spirit, like the the life force running through us. Like, mm. so to me, it's like we we need both. Like, yeah, well, like, because that's that's the the fun, the excitement. The let's drop the plans, head in the car, and go somewhere, and then and that's the magic. Like, mm. being and alive, we, right? And being in, in, in that aliveness in that way, when the structures are healthy, then if you say, let's take that pond again, that seems so still, but the pond also has a river source or water source coming in and a water mm -hmm. source coming out. So if we take an analogy on, okay, we're that still pond, for example, well, and the water is within us, but it also comes in and goes somewhere. So right there is that reflection on where yeah. do we actually begin and where do we actually end if you want to you know, mm -hmm. take it in, in, into, into that level. But yeah. for sure, there's this, um, invitation to be, to be alive and in our emotionality as well as this. I just think it's such, when we hear emotions, we always think of tears and tears are beautiful and, yeah. you know, and I super healing, but emotions are also this joy. And I think that's, that's the other thing that water, you know, brings in it. It's an opportunity to elate us. Those moments where even for no obvious reason, you know, just feeling that moment of joy, just the way two minutes later, you can just feel like crying, you know, yeah. but going with that. And I think what it does is it opens us as humans up in our dimensionality. 
you know, so we can have a, a wider experience level of all the different emotions. And that brings a greater level of awareness into the field that brings a greater level of compassion for one another yeah. as well. Because if I experience the fluctuations of my emotions, the full range of spectrum, I can then reach out and see when someone else experiences that tunic hole and hold them. Whereas if I'm, if my structures are so tight and I don't allow myself to go anywhere there and somebody else goes there, that can be highly triggering to me or that can be, you know, filled with, with judgment and like, why do they get to experience those joys and I don't or, you know, mm. ah, Jesus bless them. They always have such a hard life. Like we can feel for one another, but it can be empathetic. It doesn't have to be this, this like, oh, that's over there and I'm over here. So, in a way, water, again, brings the connection, the connection from us to our, into our feeling body, but also then interpersonal, mm. this connection that, you know, that we always talk in, like, in, in the healing world, but also in the, in the, in that spiritual context of, you know, on a higher level, yes, here physically, we're this one sort of unit, but from so many other levels, we are all interconnected mm. and we're going through a time where we feel that interconnection where our feelings and our actions have impact on yeah. on the people around us so it's it's very watery in in that way mm, it's that lovely quote you know we're all little drops but we're all the one ocean like mm. and it's lovely to say but then it's like oh what 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 actually is that like what does that feel like so it is but yeah it is it moves us connects us it's compassion it's empathy and then the understanding that empathy is and I don't need to take and take mm. all your water in and move that through me mm. that way that you can hold your water and I can hold mine. But in a sense that at the upper level, we are can interconnected like and then I often think of water too as and do I only swim in the upper parts of the water or go into the deeper parts of the water? Like, am I you know, just treading the water or can I dive a little deeper into myself like? into my unconscious as well like I often remember when we were young dad took us out in his little when I say boat I do not mean like you know oh big boat I mean little punt boat for fishing in and he stopped it on purpose but did not tell us and I remember just looking deep into the water in the middle I could see our house way off in the distance and looking down going oh my god oh my god what happens like there's no bottom there you know where is the bottom and that idea you know if you go in what, what what's down there you know like and part of me is so intrigued like even then I was like but what is down there but then the fear of what is down there <laughs> you know like so it's like within ourselves then you know like part of us will go we, we stay up here because I know these ones and this is what I'm experiencing but then what's beneath those what's a wee mm -hmm. bit down there like and always at our own pace and often we'll need someone to hold that container while we go down do you know like but it's exploring it beneath the upper realms like of our, ourselves and our emotions and our body and go a little bit deeper into the unconscious to see what's running behind ourselves like or behind mm. our system like I mm. often think of water like that and down there too it's all you still get the light coming in like no matter how deep in the water you are and it's all those lovely different shades of you know the greens and the blues is what I always think but at the same time we our visibility isn't as clear down there that way because there's a lot more sort of can be happening like so I love thinking of water and, and that terms as well, of meeting the parts of ourselves that are a little bit more hidden mm. or a little bit more unknown to us, but mm. hold so much beauty and that there is the light guiding us towards them where we're seeing bits of it like. Yeah, and especially that 
But you mentioned this, this where visibility is a little bit distorted, right? Proportions are changing underwater if you open mm. the eyes. and But even with your eyes closed, if you ever come back to surfing, if you ever have a wave out, you know, you, 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 underneath the water, you've been tumbled, you actually don't know where upside down is. And I mm. always doubted that. <laughs> until you know you hear those stories until you're actually there and you swim in one direction you realize no um this is not up <laughs> um and there is that element to water in astrology when we talk about like mm. pisces that element where it's a dreamscape right it's this quality of uh, i lose a sense of my surroundings and as a result it can i don't have to be defined as clearly as I am when I'm resurfacing, you know, where everything is crisp. So there is this merging on a spiritual level of ourselves into, into the wider existence. Um, but it can also be totally confusing. Like if you have a big Neptune transit mm-hmm. going on, it's the time to, you know, not make any harsh, rash decisions. You know, it's like that water element when it comes in, really what it does, it, it's a process of reworking you and possibly showing you it's like the water spinning you a lot of different options. And when you come out the other side, chances are, you know, you, you might take none of those options that, mm. you know, came into your life. So there can be that quality as well of, of being slightly confused or being foggy in a way. And I think we always have that as we all experience it in our mind as well, where we just can't catch a clear thought. You know, we're yeah. sure like you just see a logical mind is gone and uh, it's moved into this continuum of, of, of beingness where sort of the time sort of seems to stop and you lose a connection to reality as you've experienced it on land or beforehand. And so it changes you in that way. And then, you know, we can take that experience when things then later, when we surface and things get clearer again Um and just bringing that forth as a different experience of ourselves. And I think a lot of that is, is happening as well when we go into that state of Shavasana, you know, um, at the end of a, of a physical practice where you, you're just lying, you're just lying there and there's nothing to organize, nothing to fix, nothing to, to do, nothing to really experience as such either. It's just pure presence and you, you're in this, your brainwaves change slightly and there is this, the state in between mm. that if we, are willing to bring aspects of that experience forward we we really can and so every shavasana every that of that neptunian quality or very much like a retreat quality you know where we go away from everyday life and we retreat into deep meditation and then we resurface there's a there's an opportunity to resurface in a way that's different than before so water has this huge capacity to be transformational not in the transformational way, the way we work on ourselves through the earth element, right? Yeah. Or <laughs> even like, through the fire. Like, yeah. Or through the fire. Yeah. Yeah. There is this, uh, with, with water, there's, I think, a lot with uh, dealing with our relationship to control or not having control, mm-hmm. but yet not escaping and being completely present to what shows up in the moment. Right. There is this, 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 this invitation, which is... Yeah beautiful and just as challenging as well yeah to me it would be like when you're chatting there about the astrology and all there like i often think of some of those aspects that are the watery plants of dreamy do you know you're neither sort of fully you're kind of not fully in spirit not fully in the earth you're in the liminal space like and also a lot of those signs would be quite intuitive 
do you know, like they'd be quite, in a sense, use the word psychic, that their body, their water body is, the, as you mentioned earlier, that conductor, that thing that is, you know, connecting the element and receiving and moving it through it. Like, so to me, it's like, you know, that little space where you're floating, but you're totally open to sort of the different information that is coming through you and we might only think of you know the, the intuitive as being the air element like but it's actually the water too like that way which i think is sometimes nice to remember because we sometimes just put certain elements in certain boxes so it's lovely that you mentioned those there like oh, it's only this it's only that like but they're all as we said a million times they're all interconnected yeah they all feed each other like and we have different um imprints you know some of us are literally built to receive more through of that, that la- language through the water element and, you know, others get it completely through the fire and, mm. and the same with earth and, 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 and air in that way. And I think that's where knowing ourselves, whether it's through astrology or through any of the other practices, is we start to make sense of ourselves. We start to make sense of, oh my God, this is how I process. This is, you know, why I tend towards mm. this or that element. And okay, now let's have a look. If that plays such a big role in, in my life, how can I ensure that that element can be really free and in its fullest expression? So it doesn't become this self-sabotaging roadblock, but it can, can become something that really attunes me into a greater way of being. And so in, in a way, elements attune us. They, we all have all elements, mm. but the proportionality is is totally different and where we need those elements in our life. And I think to me, that is also part of the healing journey is to discover that about ourselves. That's information. If, if we have that available, we can then make very practical adjustments in our life. It's like, how am I planning my week? How am I going to nourish myself? You know, how am I going to draw in inspiration? How is it that I want to, you know, unfold my life so it feels really satisfying but it also feels really meaningful to Mm me and and then that is working with the element and water is just one of those elements yeah it's like you know the psychic capacity or this idea of bringing in information that's not just from this realm where we Mm -hmm. hear embodied um can happen through the water element and we see it in the body as well through our organs the organs are also associated with um the water element so you know even if you work with acupuncture you know chinese medicine the 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 meridians and how they're associated with the organs and then you can even go into what are the different organs holding you know Mm. so you can go deeper and deeper into into that um which is, I think, just so fascinating, just so rich. Yeah, mm, beautiful. And that little note, I think, is a beautiful place to press pause. Um, and in the next episode, just like we did with the earth, we sort of were discussing it and sharing sort of different ways you can view it and look at it. And then we sort of look at sort of more the practical approaches of maybe how that can be a play in our life or how you can work with that element within yourself to gain maybe a deeper understanding of your way of interacting with it, your relationship with it, or to maybe even have a viewpoint of where you're in balance with it or maybe where you're out of alignment with it. Like, well, like anything you'd like to end with, BB. No, I think it's been uh, it's been really broad and deep as well as a conversation. So I'm really excited for yeah. for the next round where we dive into 
the actual practices. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>